0: This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. Today, we release to you episode 66. For most podcasts, this would be just another episode. However, for us, this is an episode that really matters. Over five years went into researching and writing The One Thing. One of the things that came out of that research was that, on average, it takes 66 days to form a habit. Not 21, not 28, not 30. On average, it takes 66 days. One of you, James Jacobs, reached out and said, hey, I know episode 66 is coming around the corner. Have you considered doing something around habits for that episode? He jokingly suggested that we we tell you guys to go back to episode one and listen to a podcast a day for the next 66 days, which you're welcome to do. We wanted to take it to another level, though. We'll start with an exercise. Think back over the last five years of your life. How many truly life-changing, positive power habits have you formed in the last five years? We're not talking about little habits here. We're talking about life-changing power habits. For me, before moving to Austin to start this company with Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, the answer was two. Over five years, I formed two really powerful habits. Yet, when I showed up here in Austin, I remember Jay saying, all right, the fastest way for you to get out of business with Gary and me is to not live the book. If you want to earn the right to run this company, to be the face of the brand, you must live it every single day. So with that, what will your first habit be? I remember looking and saying, well, I need to form a habit for my business. I need to form a habit for a key relationship. I need to form a habit for my spirituality, and I need to form a habit for my physical health. Jay said, but if you could only form one first, which would it be? And I kind of said, you know, I I need to do the business habit, and I also need to do this relationship. I think I can do both. He said, but if you could only choose one. I said, but I think I could do two. And he goes, but if you could only choose one, Jeff, you got to live the book. Pick one. And I chose my business. This was hard. Have you ever wanted to do more than one thing at once? You're telling yourself the story that you absolutely can do it. Yet if you were to open the cover of the one thing, you would see that proverb that he who chases two rabbits will catch neither one. When I narrowed my focus down to just that one action, For 66 days, that habit got locked in, and I earned the right to focus on the next habit, which was around that key relationship. You fast forward another roughly 66 days, that habit was solidified, and the first habit was in play. You fast forward that first year being in business with Gary and Jay, I was able to acquire four habits in 12 months when it took me five years to acquire two before. F.M. Alexander says that people don't decide their futures. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. What do you want to accomplish in your life? What are the things that you absolutely want to achieve? What are the habits that if you could just acquire those habits, would allow those dreams, those goals, to become your reality? Every year, you have the opportunity to potentially acquire five life-changing power habits. How many did you acquire over the last five years? This is why we are sharing this episode today. Today begins the day that you have the opportunity to intentionally decide which habits you will form and narrow your focus to the one you want to form first. To help you along the way, we are going to share three of the most powerful habits that I've acquired over the last two years working with Gary and Jay. These are three habits that are kind of counterintuitive to what you may think. It wasn't working out every day. It wasn't eating healthier. It wasn't even meditating every day. These were three habits that are highly aligned with the one thing. And unless you have been following this podcast, unless you have been living the one thing, you probably would never set out intentionally to acquire them. Our hope is that today, after this episode, you'll choose just one to go on a 66-day challenge to making a habit of your own. And if you do that, it will then help you live the one thing on a much deeper level. The first habit is the habit of acting in order of priority. This is not something that was taught in school, for me at least. I don't know. At what grade were you taught? The habit of acting in order of priority. Being crystal clear on the things that absolutely mattered the most to you, and without thinking, without discipline, without willpower, you acted in order of priority. If you were not taught that, then welcome to the club. (laughs) this is like everyone else this was evident by the fact that when the alarm goes off in the morning maybe you check your email right away you get on facebook when you're hanging out with your family in the morning having breakfast your mind may be elsewhere you drive into the office you set up your computer and the first thing you do is you do what you open your email and you respond to other people's priorities. You go and you say hi to everybody else around the office. Somebody stops by and says, "Hey, do you got a minute?" You say, "Yes." You fast-forward throughout the day, and you know that you were busy, you know you did a lot. Yet you look up at the end of the day and you ask, "Did I even get anything done?" The moment that I stepped into Gary and Jay's world, Jay, one of the first things Jay said to me is the fastest way that you can get out of business with Gary and me is to not live the book. You can't earn the right to be the face of the brand and not live the one thing. You must go on a road to mastering this if you want to earn the right to run this company. I took that seriously. It was an incredibly big challenge to rewrite decades of habits. Think about it. That's, that's what it is. For decades of your life, You have marched forward, going through your days in a reactive mode, reacting to everyone else's priorities. That's what you're doing when you're checking email. That's what you're doing when you go onto social media, when you say yes, when people stop by and say, hey, do you got a minute? You're reacting to everyone else's priorities. What's the cost of that, though? The cost is... You look at a week, and maybe you had an hour, two hours, a handful of hours that were focused on your most important work. You stack that and compound that over years. How much growth did you leave behind? How many opportunities could have been realized if you had just said yes to yourself first? Not to say that you don't say yes to everyone else. Not saying you don't check email. Not saying you don't support your colleagues around you in your environment. This is where the first habit comes into play. The habit of acting in order of priority. Here's a simple way to get started doing this. Whether it's the night before or first thing in the morning, ask the question, what's the one thing I can do? Such that by doing it, would allow everything else to become easier or unnecessary. What is that one thing that if you just did that one thing today for your job or for your business would make it a huge win? If you literally had to do just that one thing and then you went home and did nothing else the rest of the day, what is the most highest income and impact activity that you could take for that day? Get clear on it. Write it down, preferably on your calendar. Once you have that clarity, ask the question, what's the one thing that is most likely to pop up and distract me from getting this done? Most of us know what our biggest distractions are. Can you consciously think of it in advance and then ask, what's the one thing I can do to stop it? So we just ask three questions. What's the one thing I can do for the day? What's the one thing that's most likely to distract me? And then what's the one thing I can do to eliminate that distraction proactively? What would it look like if for the next 66 days, every single day, you ask those three questions and execute it accordingly? What would happen in terms of how much you get done in a day? What would change in your job, in your business? Would it allow you to stop working at five o'clock and actually go live a life instead of having to hustle and burn the midnight oil? There's lots of opportunities that are on the other side if you can learn to act in order of priority. The second habit we want to talk to you about today is the habit of time blocking. For those of you who don't know, time blocking is the action of scheduling time with yourself to do your most important work. It doesn't seem that hard. In fact, have you ever set time with yourself to do something that mattered to you? Anytime we speak at, at a company, I'll ask this question, I'll say, how many of you have ever scheduled time with yourself to do something that mattered to you? Ever. Put your hands up and without fail, every hand in the room goes up. I'll then ask them to keep their hands up, and I'll say, how many of you now have the habit of every single day scheduling time with yourself to do your most important work, and you have a habit of crushing every single distraction that pops up and tries to steal your focus? Keep your hands up if you have that habit. Without fail, almost every hand goes down. The idea of time blocking is very simple. Yet yeah, what we have discovered in living the one thing is that it is seldomly done. What's interesting about this, I remember hearing Jay talk about this. We're all familiar with the idea of 80-20, the 80-20 rule. The idea that 80% of your results come from just 20% of your activities. The majority of your results come from the minority of things that you do. What is interesting to us is that while most of us are familiar with 80-20, most of us do not live it like it's gravity if we walked with you to the top of the tallest building in your city had you look over the edge and said go ahead and jump you'd look at us like we were crazy cuz you'd know that in that case gravity would absolutely hold true and it would not work out well for you you understand the laws of gravity and you live accordingly yet why don't people live by the laws of the 80-20 rule as well. If there are just a handful of activities that you absolutely must do if you want to achieve extraordinary results in your life, then why is it that when we sit down and we look at people's calendars, they reflect other people's priorities in the form of meeting requests, um, little to-dos that they feel like they need to do, little reminders, yet not chunks of time that are protected to do your most important work. This is what time blocking is. Just like we talked about in the first habit, the habit of acting in order of priority, what would happen if you had developed a habit of every single day protecting a sliver of time? We're not saying the whole day, we're saying just a sliver of time where you can get your most important work done. If your cell phone rings, you silence it. Your email may be shut down. You proactively go to your team and let them know that for the next 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, you're not going to be available. And if they really, really need you, if it's truly emergency, they can come knock on the door, just understand that they're violating your most important work. And you'd appreciate if they could hold it for that hour. How much more work do you think you'd get done if you could just protect that short amount of time? The mistake that we see people making, and we talk about this in our Time Blocking Mastery course, is they bite off more than they can chew. I remember Gary Keller saying this idea of thinking big, acting small. We think big, we have big dreams, big visions for our life, yet we then try to go and act big. We try to do too much. Instead, we suggest thinking big in terms of your vision when it comes to time blocking, of being the type of person where you can control an entire day. Potentially, then start by acting really small. Do you think that you could silence the world for five minutes? If the answer is yes to that, do you think you could silence the world for 15 minutes? Maybe 30 minutes, an hour, wherever that level is where you feel like you absolutely, without fail, can control your time, you can silence the world, start there. One of the things that happens when people violate this is that they end up failing. If you were to set the bar for three hours, every single day I'm going to time block three hours to get my most important work done, and you did an hour and a half, how are you gonna feel? Probably like a failure. If the next day, again, the bar is set at three hours and you do two hours, you made progress, but it still wasn't the goal, you probably feel like a failure. What we have observed with the thousands of people that we have helped master this is that they will only allow themselves to feel like a failure for so long before they rewrite the rules of the game so they no longer feel like a failure. This usually happens by people just quitting. They stop doing it. They stop putting themselves in the situation where they will fail. And they do nothing. What if you set the bar for success at just five minutes? If you chose to make time blocking your habit and for the next 66 days, you went on a 66 day challenge every single day, just controlling five minutes on your calendar. And if you did that, you earned that X on your 66 day challenge calendar. Do you think you'd start to build momentum? Do you think over time you would expand that time block? Do you think you'd expand it to 15 minutes? Do you think you'd be able to get it to a half hour, to an hour? And ultimately, over time, two hours, three hours, four hours. This is absolutely possible. If you want to achieve extraordinary results, not ordinary, not good, not great, extraordinary results in your life, do you think it would help if you were able to control your time and stop all the distractions that are currently stealing your focus? We sure do. That's why the second habit that we want to share with you today is the habit of time blocking and protecting your time blocks. To make this extremely actionable, here is what we suggest you do if this is the habit that you want to begin forming. First thing, ask the question What's the minimum amount of time that I realistically think I can protect on a daily basis? Not how much do I feel like I should do, otherwise, I'm going to feel guilty. What is the minimum amount of time that you feel you actually can protect? If it is five minutes, then awesome. The point is to start somewhere that you know you can get a win. Then every single day, open up your calendar and schedule that time block with yourself. And just like in the first habit, ask the question, What's the one thing that is most likely to distract me? And what's the one thing that I can proactively do to eliminate that distraction? Then start acting accordingly. So far, we've covered two of the most powerful habits that I've realized over the past few years working with Gary and Jay. The first is the habit of acting in order of priority. The second is the habit of time blocking and protecting your time blocks. The third habit is something we alluded to earlier. It's the habit of thinking big and acting small. As entrepreneurs, as business owners, as executives, we have big ambitions for our life. When we get inspired, we often take massive action. The challenge is that action is usually never done consistently to the point where it becomes a habit and it's locked in. Why do you think this happens? Earlier, we talked about the importance of establishing momentum, the importance of narrowing your focus to something that is something you actually can do, not what you think you should do or you feel guilty if you don't do it, but you have the capacity to do it. So why the focusing question of the book is what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it everything else will be easier or unnecessary? We want you to take this opportunity to think about a really big goal you set for yourself this year. What's that one goal that really matters to you? You really want to accomplish it. Are you clear on the one activity that lead domino? that you absolutely must do every single day in order to knock it over and accomplish it. We find many people lack this clarity. Back around episode 10, I wanna say, we did a case study with a founding member of our time blocking mastery course, Peggy Delano. Peggy had just gone through a pretty rough period in her life. Her husband had passed away. She looked up and found herself with a series of really unhealthy habits. She wasn't eating well. She wasn't exercising. As a result, when she looked in the mirror, she wasn't confident of the woman that she saw. That's when she started working with us. We asked her the question What's this first habit that you're going to form? And she said, Well, you know, when it comes to those seven circles, I really want to transform my business. Awesome. What's the one thing you can do for your business such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Peggy said, the one thing that I can do is lead generate every day for a certain number of hours. We said, awesome. Peggy went on a 66-day challenge to lead generate every day. You fast forward four weeks though, Peggy began to notice that when she was lead generating, she was always tired. When she was in front of her client's she lacked enthusiasm. She lacked confidence. When she looked inward and asked why this was, she realized it was because there was no way she could show up fully in her business confidently for her clients if she didn't first and foremost respect the woman she saw when she looked in the mirror. That's when she asked the focusing question again. What's the one thing I can do for my business such that by doing it, will make everything else easier or unnecessary? She realized it had to do with having energy, and getting her confidence back, which really led to her health. And what's the one thing she could do for her health? It was to get to the gym every day. And what's the one thing she could do to make sure she got to the gym every day? It was to sign up for a boot camp class so that she had some money and she had some personal accountability on the line. And what's the one thing she could do to make sure she got to that boot camp class every day? It was to be in her gym clothes and out the office door by 5.33 p.m. Think big, act small. Peggy wanted to transform her business. She also wanted to transform her health. And she started going smaller and smaller and smaller. It wasn't lead gen. It wasn't just getting to the gym. It wasn't just signing up for a bootcamp class. The one thing she actually could do, such that by doing it would make everything else easier or unnecessary, that one small action was to be in her gym clothes and out the office door by 5.33 p.m. The mark of success was if she was in the gym closing out the door. If she drove to the donut shop right after that, she still got an X on her 66-day challenge calendar. Had nothing to do with the physical action of working out. You fast forward six weeks, Peggy loses 20 pounds. And most impressively, she transforms her image of herself. Suddenly, when she is making her calls, she has more energy. When she's in front of her clients, she has more confidence. As a result, her business starts to grow as well. When you do one thing, the right thing, it topples over many things. Our question for you is, do you have the habit of when you've identified that big goal that really matters to you, working it down to an action that is so small that it's equivalent to being in your gym clothes and out the office door by 5.33 p.m. When you do one thing, the right thing, it can topple over many things. You've heard us share this word momentum in this episode. This is about building momentum. It's not about setting the bar at a level that feeds your ego and makes you say, yeah, I did four hours today. It's about setting the bar at a place where you can start to build momentum, whether that is acting in order of priority by just doing one thing before you check email, whether that's time blocking for just five minutes, or whether that's looking at your big goals and acting so small that you are getting in your gym clothes and out the office door by 5.33 p.m. Our question for you is, of these three, if you were to choose one of them, would you go on a 66-day challenge to mastering and making a habit first? If you need a copy of your 66-day challenge calendar, which is a single sheet that has the full 66 days on it so you can mark it off every single day you earn the right to, go to the one thing.com, click on that free stuff tab, and you can download it there. Folks, we hope this episode has brought tremendous value to you. It has been one of the greatest honors in my professional career doing this podcast. And I don't say that with fluff, there's real heart behind that. You sit on this side of the mic and you share sometimes very vulnerable situations, wondering who's gonna listen to this. Is it going to help them? Will they take action? You cross your fingers and you hope that they do. When you start to receive the emails from people, when you start to interact with, like we have with some of the people in our Living Your One Thing community, and they share the stories about how this has helped them, whether it was in their business or in their relationships, their finances, their spirituality, there's no greater gift. So we really, I really mean that. It has been a pleasure serving you. And we look forward to continuing to serving you every single week for many years to come. We wanted to really drive it home since this is episode 66. Now is your chance to plant a flag in the ground and saying starting today, not tomorrow, today I am going to form my next power habit. When you go on a road forming habit after habit after habit, one at a time, you begin to experience habit stacking. And that's when you just start to feel like you are a rocket ship taking off. That's when you earn the right to taste what it means to achieve extraordinary results. Thank you for supporting the show. If this has helped you, please share this with somebody who you know needs to hear it. And as always, if you have not subscribed yet, please click that button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. And if you have not yet left us a rating and a review in iTunes or your podcast player of choice, please do so. We love reading them. They just, they fuel our fire and they mean the world to us. Thank you. And we will see you in the next episode.